be back in Romans chapter 8 this morning. Romans 8, 19 through 27. Bible open there. Job chapter 5 verse 7 says, Yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job 14.1 says, Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. There's an old saying, life is hard and then you die. Now, thank God that we have joys and blessings along the way. Yet I expect that probably all of us here today agree that life is hard. Okay, It just is. Why is life hard? Well, the short answer is life is hard because of sin. Adam and Eve sinned way back in the Garden of Eden. We are born sinners. We act out that sin nature. We sin. And so God justly cursed the ground and brought death into the world because of sin. And so life causes us to groan. Now this would be a really sad place to leave the message, wouldn't it? Thankfully there's hope. Thankfully God did something to rescue us from our desperate condition. Thankfully, God loves us and God cares about us and God didn't just leave us there. God himself took on human flesh in the man, the God-man, Jesus Christ. And so Jesus lived a sinless life. He suffered on the cross. He died on the cross. He shed his blood on the cross. And he rose again from the grave to provide a sufficient payment for the sin of mankind. And that's your sin and my sin. It's not just mankind in general, but you gotta look in the mirror when you say that. That's, that's me, that's my sin that, that he died for. And so not only did Jesus provide a, a way for the believing, repentant sinner to be saved from the penalty of, of his or her sin, but he also promises to one day remove the curse from earth. Now, Romans chapters 6 through 8 is talking about the believer's struggle with sin. As believers, we are no longer under sin's condemnation, Romans 8.1, there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Positionally, Romans 6, 1 through about 8, 9 there, we are already with God, having conquered sin. Practically, we are still on earth battling sin every day of our life. And we're not going to win this battle with sin with their own strength. Romans 7, 14 and 15, for we know the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, that I do not, or do I not. But what I hate, that do I. That's our, our struggle in our own strength, our own flesh, as we try to conquer sin, and we just 
don't quite do it. And so here on this earth, we, we groan. We groan because of sin. We groan because of its effects. But there's hope. As we follow the Holy Spirit, we can fulfill God's law. Romans 8, 1 through 4. There's therefore now no condemnation than which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So, here we are. We're still on this earth, and we're still groaning because of the effects of sin. But there is hope. While we groan now, we anticipate a glorious future. We groan now, we anticipate a glorious future. Future. And there's three different groups, three different entities, if you will, that are groaning in our passage this morning, our text, verses 19 through 27. First of all, there's creation groaning, verses 19 through 22. I'll read these verses. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. There's a, a word in all four of these verses, 19 through 22. It's the word creature. In the, in the King James, verse 19, 20, and 21, and its creation in verse 22. And those three creatures and the one creation, they're all from the same Greek word. And that word means the act of creation or the result of the creative act, that which is created. All right, so it's referring to those things that are created. And it, it seems here the Holy Spirit is referring to all of creation under man. And I see four facts to draw out of these verses about the groaning of creation. Verse 19, creation longs for the believer's redemption, for the earnest expectation. The word earnest expectation, uh, one Greek lexicon dictionary calls it eager expectation. Another one says an anxious or persistent expectation. I think I like how old Strong's says it best. He says intense anticipation for the intense anticipation of the creature or of creation waits for the manifestation the word manifestation comes from the Greek word apocalypsis. You see, that kind of sounds like apocalypse, talking about end time things. You're right. You're exactly right. That is exactly what it's talking about. The word apocalypse, apocalypse means a disclosure of truth. Another definition is appearance. You know, sometimes a community 
will make a monument to a local hero. And after it's done, and they'll, they'll throw a cover over it. And then at a public ceremony, they'll lift up the cover and the monument will be, will be revealed. And, and that's this word right here. It means to, to reveal something, to, to uncover it. And so creation here is, is waiting for something to be revealed or uncovered. And what is it waiting for it to be uncovered? The revelation of the sons of God. You say, okay, who are the sons of God? Go back to verse 14 of the same chapter. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Okay, These are Christians. These are people who've trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, led by the Spirit of God. And so what does this revelation refer to? I mean, we can look around the room here today and we can see uh, some sons of God. But I think this passage refers to the time when believers will receive their glorified bodies. And that will happen at the rapture of the church. We believers then will be with the Lord. But we will really be revealed to the world when we come with the Lord Jesus Christ at the second coming, at the end of the tribulation. Then we will be revealed in our glorified bodies. And, and then the Lord Jesus Christ is going to reverse the curse during the millennial kingdom there. And so creation is longing for that day when that curse is going to be removed. And that's going to happen when believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are revealed in their glorified bodies. Creation, <laughs> the plants and animals out there are looking for that day. Interesting to think about. Why are they? Well, because creation suffers under the curse. Verses 20 and 22. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Interesting. It's called the lake of fire. But it doesn't have to be that way. The good news is that God has provided a way out. And so we are all sinners. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. This condition of sin and death and decay that we're born into is not something that we can change on our own. We can't save ourselves. We can't change it on our own. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 say, For by grace... Are you saved through faith in that? Not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So Jesus loves you. He suffered and died on the cross of Calvary to pay my sin debt and your sin debt. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again <clears throat> the third day, according to the scriptures, that leaves us with a choice. We need to turn from our sins and trust in Jesus Christ and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I deserve the punishment that you've prescribed. Would you save me and would you forgive me? I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. If you've never done that, I urge you to do that this morning. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. 
We thank you for the blessed hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that though we, we groan now and we see groaning all around us, that the day is coming when this will be reversed, our struggle with sin will be over. We will be in our glorified bodies. Father, we look forward to that day. Father, you know the hearts of, of each, each one here this morning. Father, some going through some very specific kinds of troubles in their life that might cause some, some groaning. Father, I pray that you'd work out each of those situations, each of those weaknesses, sicknesses, illnesses, troubles, Father, maybe relationship struggles, whatever it is, Father, you'd work them out and help us to, to trust in you. Father, if someone here does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, I pray that your spirit would convict that one and help that person to this morning, decide to turn from sin and trust in the gift of salvation that you freely offer. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we close this morning...